the robes of righteousness, next on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Isaiah says, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. That's what we're looking at today, being clothed in Christ, but not from the eyes of Isaiah, rather from the eyes of Paul, here in Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. This is Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Won't you join us as we're encouraged to love and clothe ourselves with Christ. Here's Pastor Phil Howard now. Ephesians says it, wake up you sleeper, awake from the dead. He's not talking wake up to be saved. These are believers. He's talking to the children of mercy. Wake up. Quit being unconscious that people are perishing, people are lost, kids need to be reached. If you're ever going to do it for God, you must do it now. Wake up! How long will you sleep? This is no time to sleep. This is no time to sleep. We're urban soldiers trying to win people in this urban area where the claims of Christ has never been easy. It's never been friendly to the gospel. When will the soldiers wake up? You know what? You can be in the soldier's uniform and you can have the soldier's assignment, but you're worthless in the barracks. You've got to be awake and at your post of duty. Where are you standing in the cause of Christ in our day? Where do we find you on duty? Some of you think making this morning service is your duty. No, this is your privilege. This is a fueling station. This is a corporate experience where we can worship, hear the word of God. And we are the people that come together because we've got something in common in a pagan, dark night world. We come together. We cluster. No matter where we are on the globe, we get in clusters. Say, you know him too. I know him too. You love him too. I love him too. Ooh, what a privilege. Let's sing to you're really that sleepy yeah unless Tommy Walker does it I just don't get into it I just wish I had pastoral authority just to box the daylights out wake up boy wake up don't you know your marriage is in trouble Don't you know that you're about to fall into some sin? You don't know the temptation, Lord, and you're asleep. I see parents this way. You got kids? Well, we're going to take kids. When do you want to bring them to church? When they're 15 and they've done their first shave? You can't start soon enough. You want to start praying when they're in the womb. God save my baby. God, help me to be on the job. I'm on the job. Not asleep. Robert Morrison, a great missionary to China, said this great line. I often quote it. I never have forgotten it. He said, we've got one hour before midnight to win our victories. We'll have all eternity to celebrate them. We've only got an hour. Wake up. 
If you're going to pray, pray. If you're going to give, do it now. If you're going to serve, do it now. When will you become an active participant and put on not only the uniform, saying you're a Christian isn't enough if you're sleeping on duty. Wake up. This is not an entertainment center. This happens to be a place where you get marching orders every week and instructions from the commander-in-chief. You meet at his local church to get your orders. That's what this is all about. Are you awake? He told Sardis, you got a name that you're alive, but you know and I know you're dead. You know what they did? They swapped reputation for reality. Ooh, you're such a live church, and it feels so good. Say, you know what? I'd rather be it without the reputation than to have the reputation and not have reality. I want to know him. I don't care if I ever get the reputation. I want to know him. I want to be on duty. We used to sing songs. Uh, when, when he comes, will he find me working? I'll be somewhere working, I'll be somewhere working, I'll be somewhere working for my Lord. I'll be somewhere praying, I'll be somewhere texting, I'll be somewhere. When I do wake up. Oh, I just wish I had a hose that I'd just spray every sleepy saint awake. Wake up. Wake up. We got some saints is dragging. I, and I really got an agenda for younger people. You got all this fresh energy. Good night. I can't tell you all the energy I had for God when I was so young. I had a body that could just, now I write checks with my ego. My body cannot cash. I, I want to do it, but I don't have all the energy I used to. And sometimes when I talk to my sister Hazel, we both say this, don't you wish we had three lives to give to Christ? Don't you wish we were 35 again? Why? Because we want to get rid of wrinkles and gray hair. Nah, that's all passing. You're going to get ugly no matter what. Now, I want energy to serve God. Energy. I could pray all night, practically. I could go without eating. I was driven, driven, driven. I just wish I could do it a hundred times over again. I want to be awake when he comes. Are you awake? The night's here. Some of you are still, as he will get to, you're still wearing your pajamas. That's why he goes on to deal with dress code. I know it's slick to wear them, but it just, it's, I want I'm to throw, I just want to rip those babies off. Say, honey, have you heard of clothes? I mean, wearing pajamas to the, don't tell me anything. Okay. Man, if you're wearing pajamas to the store, you, you know, you are asleep. The hour has come for you to wake up because salvation is nearer than when we first believed. What in the world? I thought I was already saved. What do you mean it's nearer? Salvation comes in three stages. I was saved, I'm being saved, and I'm about to be saved. When Christ comes again, that's going to be the final stage of my salvation. I'm going to get a brand new body. I'm going to be translated in a moment. I'm going to be with Christ. So he's saying, wake up. Don't let him catch you asleep. 
Don't be like those five virgins that had no oil, that weren't expecting him. Be awake. Be awake. Read Matthew 24, 25. Be awake. Read 1 Thessalonians 5. Be awake. We're children of the day. We're not of the night. It's the night folks that ought to be sleepy. We are children of the day. Finally, he says, dress right. What should you be wearing at this time in history? Watch what he says. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness. Orgies, uh, we, we get the word of uh, sex and immorality. Uh, the word was really nighttime partying. Uh, they would walk through the streets and uh, usually get drunk, revelry. And so they, it's really many things could happen, but the word is really uh, nighttime carousing. Uh, God's delivered us from uh, nighttime carousing. Are you, aren't you amazed at how much sin happens from 11 p.m. to 3 in the morning? Man, I'm in my fifth level of sleep. And, and they're just getting started. It's amazing how much energy the night folks have to sin at night. That's when the action happens. You know, when you're in New York City, it's the city that never turns off the lights. I mean, that's the place to go if you want to sin a lot. Las Vegas, because the lights are never off. I mean, nighttime is time to boogie. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, me, nine. Nine, ten. The coma sets in about 20. <laughs> Carolyn drags me. You kind of see the uh, heel marks dragging me to the bed. I, you know what? I never sin after 9 p.m. <laughs> I'm victorious in the Christian life from 9 p.m. to about 5 in the morning. I just have victory every night. Uh, so drunkenness. The Bible permitted saints to drink, but it never gave them permission to get drunk. Always prohibited. Not in sexual immorality and debauchery. Uh, the debauchery here was shamelessness, uh, animal lust, uh, throw off all restraints, do anything. And so along with the sexual immorality, says, we're, we're not of this nighttime ethic life. Uh, we're, we've not been called to be immoral. We've not been called to a debauched life. And then he goes to our personal dynamic, not in dissension and jealousy. Uh, it's no time to be fussing with each other. It's no time. Uh, the hour is too critical for you to be fighting with fellow soldiers. I read an article years ago uh, by an uh, ex-soldier that uh, he said something I'll never forget. He said that uh, uh, soldiers, a lot of times, uh, said, you know, when they go back behind the lines, when they're on leave, said the, the, the fights break out in the bar sometimes, and they're not, they'll fight among themselves maybe, fight other branches and all this. But he says, there's no fighting when they're in the trench. There's no time to be fighting each other because they know who the enemy is. The enemy's out in front of them. It's only behind lines at the bar when you're on leave that you've got the time to fight with each other. 
You know what? When you're always on leave and you're not in the warfare, you're the ones that always want to fuss. You're the ones that always want to gripe because you're not engaged. You're not fighting the real enemy. So you want to pick on one of the saints. Remember this. God never accuses his own people to you. Hear me. God doesn't slander his own kids. You have become an instrument of the devil so much that he says in 1 Timothy 5, tell the she-devils, because it's feminine there, tell she-devils to shut up. And you'll find the devil seldom slanders his own kids. And we saints fall into his activity, picking at each other, running each other down, this, that. You know what? Why don't you get engaged in the real fight? Why don't you fight for a kid's life? Why don't you fight for somebody's marriage and their soul? And you'll find this other stuff will bore you quickly. Because there's plenty wrong with all of us for you to nitpick. You will. It's true. I had rather rescue one life than tell you what's wrong with 30 people. Just rescue one life. He said, get dressed. Clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sin nature. This is a remarkable truth. Uh, it's a uh, biblical dynamic. It's all over. It's Colossians 3, Ephesians 4. That he uses this dynamic, put off, put on. And sometimes it's a little confusing. Uh, have you, are you already in Christ? Are you already in Christ? How many of you are in Christ? Is there any verse in the Bible that would say, in Christ, you've been clothed with him? Galatians 3, 26, 27, baptized into Christ so that you've been clothed with Christ, where there's neither male nor female, bond nor free, Jew nor Gentile, and so that your status before God is, I'm clothed in Jesus Christ, and that's my status before God the Father. Beautiful. Now, I'm clothed in him. He says that. Uh, Romans 6, you've been baptized into Christ, so you've been baptized into his death, burial, resurrection. Therefore, live like it. And what this is, you don't hear it much in church anymore. It's the difference between positional and practical truth. Uh, I'm complete in Christ on one hand, Colossians 2.9. But on the other hand, I'm totally incomplete. I, I'm in process, right? But you'll see these verses, I'm already, then I hear, but not yet. <laughs> uh, I'm already justified before God. I'm, I'm complete in him. Is that true? I have all the righteousness I'll ever need in Christ. Then he makes his exhortation, now I want you to live righteously. It's this way. Uh, uh, I did nothing to become a son. But now that I am a son, I can hear the Father say, I want you to act like what I made you. Act like what I made you. My dad had a favorite line with us uh, boys. He said, it, it, it's not too complimentary, but it worked. If you've got any brains, act like it. And at times he was in serious doubt. 
And it was kind of, if you've got it, show it. If you are it, do it. And he says, I want you to now, in this dark night, take off the pajamas and clothe yourselves in your behavior. Clothe yourselves uh, with Jesus Christ in your walk. May this pagan world that we are to shine as luminaries to a darkened world, Philippians says. I want them to see Christ on display in you. Put Christ on display. You know, the term nakedness is a loaded term in Scripture. It's loaded. Uh, give you an example. When before the fall, Adam and Eve were naked, and they what? Knew no shame. Okay? So nudity was not a sinful thing, was not a shameful thing. Sin comes, and though they're married, shame and guilt came that was identified with their nakedness. And so it becomes a loaded concept. It was so uh, weighing down to them that they're over here pulling off fig leaves. Uh, the first seamstress in history is, you know, Genesis 3. I've got to make something to cover this nakedness. Wait, you just previously said, wow, wow. She's bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. You saw her when naked and him, wow. This is a masterpiece of God. No repudiation. And then we just go right over here. We just commit one act of sin. And sin says, whew. Oh, I, I, I feel stripped. I feel, uh, uh, I feel vulnerable. I, I feel exposed. Uh, there's some shame. There's some, I don't feel comfortable being naked anymore. Something spiritually and psychologically affected even their dress code. And the great, great truth of Christ is in the Old Testament, he would always tell them to bring the kafar, bring the atonement, bring the covering. Covering. Man is naked, exposed, vulnerable, guilty before the living God, and he's just clinging. And I cannot get rid of it. My past, my deeds, my status, I feel exposed, and you are. And then God sends Jesus Christ to be the ultimate covering. And he dies on the cross, and in salvation, you're plunged into him so that he's now your covering. He's got you covered. And now he's just simply saying, won't you live out your covering in front of this world? Don't let them see your nakedness, your sinfulness, your shame, your past. Uh, the distracting flaws of the sin principle. Why don't you put Christ on display and stop figuring out how you can sin? You've got to change your thinking if you want to stop sinning. 
You gotta quit driving by your favorite place to sin. You gotta quit going up to your favorite places on the web. You know what sets you up. You've gotta quit that and wear Jesus Christ, the one who covered you. So I would say to you, if you need a covering for a cold, cold, dark night that we're living in, Christ is God's covering. And he simply wants you to wear him. Live him out, live him out, live him out. He covers shame, guilt, warts, everything. So we're a people that when we see each other, you know what we ought to start be saying? I see Christ when I see you. I see Christ. Tell me what you see this morning. You only see about, oh, let's see. You see about huh, one one-hundredth of my body, and you can't hardly take any more. Come on, hands, face. The rest is artificial covering. It's not really who I am. I got to buy it. You, you don't want to see my physique. I'm covered. And God says, the world doesn't need to see you. They need to see Christ. Put him on. Put him on. Put him on. If there's someone here without a covering, I would beg to you, beg of you, consider Jesus. He's been covering sinners for thousands of years. And if you've been blowing it, why don't you burn up the old night clothes and put that stuff behind you and start acting like who you are. Quit acting like what you were. I just talked with a person recently. I closed with this, and it was kind of humorous. Uh, they're, they're very prosperous, doing very good, all this. And uh, uh, the husband says, you know what? They're doing good, but they still act like a poor person. And uh, my wife was there. She said, yeah, so is my husband. We both grew up in Richmond. We both grew up in projects. We both grew up with a little money. But that's only been 55 years ago. But sometimes I point a reference to my wife and say, you still act like a poor boy. Get over it. Because you keep thinking, well, I know I'm just over here. We're just nothing. Hey, you got 55 years beyond it. You haven't been living on pork beans and, and cornbread for a long time. Why don't you act like what you are now? You're blessed. God has supplied. You're not just a poor boy in the projects. But see, in my heart, I feel no better than the guy in the projects because I was there. But I have to sometimes tell myself, God has done so much. And we were kind of laughing this as we talked that sometimes you keep acting like what you were. God's made you a new person in Christ. Act like what you've become. Act like what you become. Our series is simply entitled Epilogue, a look at the closing chapters of the book of Romans here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Closing out our time together today, we would remind you that if you have questions or comments about the broadcast, we'd love to address them as best we can. Prayer requests as well. You're also invited to join us for worship as this broadcast originates from Valley Bible Church 
here in Hercules. And we'd love for you to be a part of the fellowship. You can contact us for further information at 855-833-9864 or stop by our website, valleybible.org. Our service times are found there at the website as well as directions to the church. And again, we'd love to see you in person. In fact, if you do plan on joining us, would you let one of the ushers know you were invited by the radio program? That would mean a great deal to us. Kind of helps us understand who all is listening and who all joins us for worship. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864 or valleybible.org. Also, as we conclude our time together today, we would remind you that copies of the broadcast are available when you contact us. If you would like the entire set for a gift of $15 or more, we'll send it out to you. Simply request epilogue when you contact us. We also have the entire eight-set Romans series for a gift of $100 or more, and that's 47 sermons altogether. Please remember that these are tax-deductible gifts that you send our way, and it is our way of saying thank you for supporting and sponsoring Truth For Today as we send these resources back out to you again. And if you would like to be a TFT sustainer, where you're helping us out month by month, again, no gift too small or too large, what we would like to do is say thank you by sending out a quarterly newsletter, a once-a-year special gift, and access to Take a Break with Pastor Phil. It's our weekly video devotional that we'll send out to you via email. Again, contact us for further information about becoming a TFT sustainer, 855-833-9864, or visit our website, valleybible.org. If you're writing to us, the address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're found here in Hercules. The zip code is 94547. Thank you so much for joining us today, and until next time, God bless. God bless.